Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Happy World Penguin Day. Okay. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> Happy World Penguin Day. My name is Joseph Langhua, and this week we are discussing the culmination of this project, I think. The the the, the very peak of it. Alien versus Predator. My name is Ray Giroso, and Sigourney Weaver is not in this one, and I'm sad. You've come around, you've changed your mind on this. Mm-hmm. You, you you did say that she was in it before, but now Ripley's you're journey not. is over. Ripley's journey. This is, is over. a side project. She's okay. not in this one. Okay. I honestly forget where we left her at the end of Resurrection. Um. I know she was alive. Earth. We left her on Earth. Okay. Well, what happened? What happened? Where does where does AVP place take take place? Earth. <laughs> but Ripley's not there. But Ripley's not there. Ripley is not in this movie. Um. Dan Lexington, who's a rich bad boy scientist. And not like a cool bad boy, but like a bad boy, like a rich bad boy. Like yeah. like he he lives in excess and he doesn't understand why that's a problem. Okay. He um funds a trip to what's a continent? Antarctica? <laughs> Is Antarctica? <laughs> he funds a trip to Antarctica. And a, a science project to <laughs> science project to Antarctica, and there they find a pyramid. Uh huh. Under the ice. Yep. And the scientists go into the pyramid, and that's where they learn that there are aliens there. That the the xenomorphs. The xenomorphs so are trapped. So there are xenomorphs just chilling there, like they're trapped there. Okay. Because it's a hunting ground. For predators. For predators. And the predators come because it's that season. It's hunting season. Okay. And so they, so the, the, the xenomorphs, the humans, and the predators are all stuck inside this pyramid and are, and the aliens and the predators are trying to kill each other and the humans are just trying to escape. <laughs> okay. And not get killed by either mm-hmm. faction. What were the humans trying to find or what, what made them stick around? Um, Dan Lexington uh, said that he will cut the research funding <laughs> if they well, yeah. Leave. But what are they researching? Like what? What? Are, like they found this cool pyramid, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and like that, that's cool. But like, is there anything beyond it just being a cool pyramid? Was there some kind of like alien tech or script? <gasps> yeah, there or is legend? a thing. Hold on, I need to look something up. It's important. Okay. 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 <laughs> go ahead um so he 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 they're there to discover a new species of penguin <laughs> it's world penguin day it's world penguin day and we're also in antarctica <laughs> yes. so everything fits okay did you look up whether or not penguins live in antarctica or antarctica? i'm not I'm not gonna tell you. I knew that they weren't in the North Pole because that everyone always puts Santa and the penguins in the North Pole, but everyone knows that Santa expelled the penguins from the North 
asshole mm. for being naughty and trying to yeah. give him a, lot a wedgie. Of know this, but penguins are actually a subspecies of elves. They're the bad elves. Yeah, they tried to give Santa a wedgie, and so he's like, "No, ho, ho, go away." <laughs> <laughs> now is is Alien versus Predator a Christmas movie? <laughs> It opens with Last Christmas. Okay. There's, they're like in the ship. A ship? Plane? Helicopter. Plane. I mean, it's, it's in a- the alien universe. Like, I don't... W- when do you think this movie takes place, I think? Helps. Probably like... Because Predator 2 takes place like in the 90s. Yeah. But Alien takes place... I don't know, like twenty two hundred or something. Yeah, not yeah. not not an insane amount into the future, but in the future when space travel exists. Yeah, I'm thinking twenty fifty. Okay, so 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 high tech. We see some high tech stuff, and we see perhaps some kind of airship, like mm-hmm. and and some kind of like interplanetary or not interplanetary, but planetary travel. That is more high tech and refined, but we don't necessarily see like galactic travel on the scale that you see in the alien movies. No, not yet. Okay. Maybe this is where uh they they grab a piece of tech and then it it that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The humans grab a piece of tech from the, the predators. So, I remember there being a I remember there being a cast of characters of humans. But I really don't remember a lot of them. I only really remember one of them. Okay. Um. So I'm not gonna make you like tell me about all the whole crew. I just, but I do want to know about the the human who is the most important. Um. Well, the name that keeps popping popping into my head is Lana Del Rey. I know that's a real person. Okay. Uh, but that's also this character's name. Uh, okay. I've I've doubled down on that. I can't yeah. get that name out of my head. Uh, she's the lead scientist. She is the Ripley of the group in this in this one. Okay. Uh, what are some important differences between, or are there any important differences other than the actor who plays her between Ripley and Lana? Well, the Lana is always at odds with with Lexington because. She is begrudgingly doing this and her mm. team because they need the money and also would like to discover a new penguin species. Right. Um, but Dan is like, he's a scientist, but is he's he not there. A, is Dan there? He, Dan's there. He's hanging okay. out. Uh, but he's not good. He's always, he's the, he's the, 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 the corporate man uh archetype that d- betrays them i wanted to ask you about this he's the, he's so he's the corporate man is he is he connected in any way to like the companies that we see in the alien franchise or is he just kind of a more oh. like independently wealthy or not independently wealthy obviously he's young money but maybe he there's a line where he mentions like doing a a job uh, like merging or like doing a thing for that corporation. Like okay. he mentions the corporation as like a a a, a partner. Part, okay. As a potential partner. Okay. For him. But it's kind Even, of more of an Easter egg than a plot point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay, so you were telling me about Dan and, and Lana. Lana um never uses a gun. Okay. Mm. Everyone else has a gun on them. She refuses to use a gun. Okay. Uh, which does put her in sticky situations. 
but she she gets out of them through ingenuity. Why okay. does she not have a gun? She mentions a traumatic experience that never gets explained because it's bad writing. Okay, um, <laughs> but it, it but I her remember, acting is I very good. <laughs> I remember her like not not being able to or not wanting to use a gun, and I remember that being really important. Um, can, I mean, can you describe some of the ways in which, like you said, she gets into sticky situations or, or some of the, some of the interesting fallout from that character decision? So there is a part where they're, they're in the pyramid and there's like a chain with a, j- a long weight. And if, sh- if she shot her gun at it, it would kill, uh, or not kill, but like immobilize a, a predator mm-hmm. long enough for her to escape. But instead somebody else does it when she could have easily done it. If she okay. had a weapon on her. And so then they kind of like scoff at her. No. No. Maybe Lexington does. Okay. But her crew doesn't because her crew knows that she does not do well with firearms. I remember there were some interesting ways in which the alien sla- or perhaps the predator's powers kind of got turned around and used against them kind of like a taste of your own medicine kind of mm-hmm. thing do you remember any specific ways in which that happened in this movie yeah so um a chestburster uh comes out of a predator oh my god <laughs> and now it has invisibility powers I can't believe I know enough lore to say this sentence. I'm so mad. It's it's been my understanding that the predator's invisibility and pretty much all of the predator's powers come from like their tech. It's not something. Yeah, I don't make. care. Okay. <laughs> I want you to know that I don't care. The chestburster comes out of a predator. The chestburster it- comes out of the predator and then like grows a little bit and then plucks the corpse of its tech. <laughs> yeah. It turns invisible. <laughs> and now there's an invisible xenomorph running around. Xenomorph predator. That is truly terrifying. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I hope that happens. Uh, I hope so, too. Like, I, I, I don't think it does, but I can't say for certain, and now I'm really excited. <laughs> here's my, uh, here's what th- my final, uh, here's what happens in the movie at the end. Mm-hmm. Instead of running away, the predators stay and die, and there's they get a, killed by the they the get xenomorphs. killed. Yes. They get like so. So the pyramid was kind of set up as a hunting ground for the predators, but mm-hmm. this is part of like a ritual for them or whatever. But this this particular party went in, and because of the added chaos of the humans, could not hunt properly. All getting killed. Yes. And they can get away, but they don't. That's okay. part of the predator lore. Okay. Yeah, um, they, they they cackle and blow themselves up. Yeah, both times. Uh, um, how many predators are there on this hunting party? There is four. Four of them, okay. And, uh, and one gets on. picked off pretty quickly, though. Sure. Uh, and what happens at the end of the movie? Um, also, this establishes that the predators are in almost equal footing with the humans but have better tech mm-hmm. uh so like they're not as like powerful as they usually are right in in the the predator franchise kind of yeah. uh, the alien franchise had this interesting like thing where 
like Ripley learned more and more about the aliens. And as she learned more, she became more and more prepared to fight them. But Mm -hmm. it was still a massive power difference. Like an enormous power difference that it's, it's still terrifying. Even when you know what its tricks are, it's still incredibly lethal. Whereas in Predator, being able to survive long enough and learn enough about the Predator allowed that the protagonist to eventually win the fight. Right. So is that, that's what happens here as well is that the, the human, I guess, is able to survive long enough that the predator doesn't kill them. Mm hmm. But the aliens also don't get to them. And, uh, um, the humans are not like the biggest focus. It's right. alien versus predator, Joe. It's, it's uh, the fight scenes and the, and what, what the aliens and predators do to try and outsmart each other. Because right. it's been established that both are into intellectual beings. Mm hmm. Uh, even though the xenomorphs don't seem like it, they yeah, are. Yeah, they have more bestial qualities, but they do have a certain level of cognition mm-hmm. that perhaps the predators underestimate. I do have a thought. Okay. Is, uh, is, um, I don't remember where we landed with this cameo in the past movies. Is Zero Sum the pilot? I, I was I was gonna bring up zero sum. Um, I don't know. Is he the pilot? Is he part of the research team? Like is in, he... just in a tent? Maybe we just see a brain in a jar. Yeah, just a just an Easter egg, kind of like As the an Easter egg. xenomorph skull in the Predator Two. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't um, think I don't think our two main characters Ripley and Zero Sum are in either in are neither in this are not in okay okay so uh, my my question is that like at the end of this movie the predators all get killed and the human humans escape or not all of them not all of them but some of them escape just give me a head, a head count one like two a number two two humans get out. Or do we do do we pull a Ripley and only Lana escapes? Hmm. I'm I'm asking you. Who who escapes? Lana escapes, but there is a research team outside. Like there's a team that went into the pyramid. Okay. And there's and like it's, it's a okay. bigger team, you know. Sure, 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 sure. So then I guess that helps us get to a conclusion of what happens with the rest of it because we know that even though the predators all died the xenomorphs don't overrun the planet after this because right. in alien nobody knows about aliens still right. like it's whatever happens here is kept completely under wraps so do they like blow up the pyramid and so no they seal it back up and just kind of like oh uh so lana from the body of a predator predator takes the explosive part and collapses the, the bomb yeah, the bomb. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> not, it's like, <laughs> I want to make sure it's clear. It's We're not talking about some kind of noxious gas gland that explodes. We're talking about the bomb they have in their armor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the xenomorph does not explode also. It does not have exploding powers. Right. Um. So they so throughout the, the movie, the humans are trying to seal off all the entrances. So are the predators. To, you know, so like yeah. they're working not for the same goal. Well, it's for the same goal, but for different purposes. Sure. 
So the humans are like pretty quick to like we can't like let either of these groups out because that'll suck. Right. Even if we do want to have them for research purposes, they realize that the danger is too great. They're not dumb. Yeah. Uh, there is. I also think it's interesting that they that the predators set up this combat trial on a different planet just mm-hmm. in case things went south. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just because. Uh, and so, at the end, I distinctly remember this scene. This could not be... This is probably not true. But Lana is climbing through a ventilation shaft. Mm-hmm. I, you've uh, mentioned this before, so I I'm, know. I, I'm sure it's got to be in the movie. I don't know! And she has the bomb. And there is Xenomorph and some uh, face huggers like coming up after her, behind uh-huh. her, and so like y- y- we see this like side like shot of them like chasing each other through the shaft, and uh, the shaft leads outside, and she collapses the shaft behind her with the bomb, okay, so that they are supposedly trapped in there for sure. a long time. So, because I don't think we've ever seen a, a xenomorph, like, break a building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. and I have to imagine it's some kind of, like, it's not just rocks. It's some kind of alien stone. Alien metal, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, I almost said Ripley. Lana ends up outside sliding down the side of the pyramid. And, oh, and cool. okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, I, that, that I feel like might be connected to my next question. Uh, is there any cool music sequences yeah uh escape from the city plays while she slides <laughs> down the pyramid joe city escape happens and she says she tears off the predator armor that she was wearing and she puts it down <laughs> and she <laughs> slides down starts sliding down the pyramid credits um okay and so uh, she lives, she gets back to the research team, pyramid sealed up, and they go uh-huh. home. And and we don't know what happens until uh, AVP2. Probably they're all executed. <laughs> probably. Because that's, that's how alien knowledge seems to work. Yeah, you, you get silence and the, the corporation goes after them. <laughs> yep. Because they've right. never learned their lesson. I I think that I think that we got a pretty good I think we got a pretty good idea of what we're gonna expect here. I do need to know what your favorite line from the movie was. It's, it's about one of the fellow scientists, uh-huh. and he says, "I thought we were looking for penguins down here in the Antarctica, not pyramids." <laughs> And this is the exact reaction. There's just a bunch of silence from every single person in the room. Oh, man. I think I've regressed in my line. (laughs) Is that, like, the tone of the movie? It's a little silly. It's a little campy. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Because, like, it's the crossover you always wanted. (laughs) Right. Let's take a break. Uh, Let's go to popcorn camp and (laughs) take a break. Wait, what does popcorn camp entail? Do we do push-ups and eat a kernel every time we... We, we make popcorn art. Do we shuck popcorn? Yeah, like, we shuck popcorn! <laughs> off Let's of go. Let's watch a movie. Bye! <laughs>
Hey there, folks. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Before we continue, it's time for a few words from our sponsors. This week, we are supported by a couple of podcasts here on Lunar Light Studio, the first of which is The Cryptid Keeper. What common ground do an Appalachian folklorist and a horror-savvy scream queen have? Cryptids. Come laugh, learn, and get creeped out as best friends Alex and Addison take a lighthearted look at the weird, wild unknowns of the world. It's all about exploring unknown creatures, believing in the unbelievable, and celebrating the weird, strange little things that make this life so unique. So I do urge you to go and check out Alex and Addison and the Cryptid Caper. It's a, it's a really wonderful time. And next, I'd like to tell you about Gaming New Horizons. Gaming New Horizons is the best casual gaming news source out there, and I feel confident in telling you that because I am one of the hosts. Your three best friends discuss video games, new and old, to celebrate their strengths and analyze their weaknesses. When the conversation comes to a close, they decide if the featured game is worth continuing or if it's game over. Ray, Terrence, and Joe are here to guide you through the world of games every other Friday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Lunar Light Studio. That podcast is also a riot. It's a slightly different energy than this podcast. Uh, we do make cusses on that one. So if you're if you're here for the wholesome content, maybe just stick to mock footage. But you could also go to Cryptid Keeper if you want more wholesome content. <laughs> um, but if you're not afraid of gamer swears, Gaming New Horizons is my recommendation for you. Uh, with that, I think it's time for us to get into the rest of the episode. So let's get on over there. Ray, happy World Penguin Day! Happy World Penguin Day! <laughs> How are you feeling after watching Alien vs. Predator? I don't know, I gotta think about the, those moments real quick, because we just <laughs> weren't there. Uh, you know, that was an okay movie. It, yeah, I would, I would say okay, okay to okay plus. It felt it felt like there was a lot of disjointed parts that came together. Did it come together well? Uh, yeah. The I before I get into it, uh, tell us what happened in sure. this movie. So <laughs> basically, um, researchers and explorers of different types and calibers from around the world are recruited in 2004 are recruited by the Wayland Corporation this is presumably before it becomes Wayland Utani and uh you know mysterious eccentric rich benefactor funds a research trip to Antarctica because there is a hidden pyramid buried under the ice built by the predators as a hunting ground for aliens, the xenomorphs. Um, they the humans don't know all this right away, but they go there and they start exploring the pyramid. And then the factory wakes up because it is a alien factory, basically. It's messed up. It's kind of it's kind of busted. Um, and there are the predators there as well. I believe it was a team of four. Which I think is what you you nail you called. I thought it was three. I thought I well, regardless. Um, 
a small squad of predators are there and they are on the hunt. They are hunting xenomorphs because it is the ultimate hunt, I guess. It's a rite um, of passage. It's a rite of passage, exactly. And so then we find out that these pyramids are all around the world because the predators came and built them on Earth. And because obviously it's got to be aliens. That's where pyramids came from. No way, no way people of color could have figured it out. It's definitely aliens, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um <laughs> 2004 think thank you 2004 and then um as all the humans are getting picked off and dying the predators are also getting killed and then there's one, like one predator left and one human left the human is named lex and she is very close to the character description for alana which is <laughs> really weirdly close very good and they kind of come to an understanding and form an alliance and help each other survive and work their ways out of the pyramid. The predator sets a bomb to blow it up. And then when they escape, the queen also like burrows up because there was a queen in there. She like burrows up out of the exploded pyramid and they fight. Uh, the Lana and the, the predator fight the queen. Lex. <laughs> Lex. Zero sum. <laughs> Lex and the Predator fight the Queen, and then it gets drowned in the ocean. Drowned in the also, ocean. the Predator dies. And the Predator dies in that fight. And then at the very end, a lot of Predators on a Predator mothership uh, like award Lana the spear of her fallen battle partner. And then they leave... And then the predator who died, his corpse was on the ship, and the chestburster comes out of him at the very end and is like, hey! AVP2 Requiem! AVP2 apparently exists. and I don't know if it does, but I thought it did. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so what did you think of the film, right? I really liked the characters at first, and then they all got scared, and I didn't care about them anymore. <laughs> they died very fast. They did. Like, I was really, like, into the French girl with the yeah, guns. Yeah, and then... I really wanted her to survive more than, like, two minutes. Yeah, she just, she just, like, immediately killed, and there wasn't really much of a struggle. Which is probably fine, because I think the weakest point of this movie was the action sequences. Yeah. There were some cool ones. The The queen fight was cool, even the though The queen was, fight was the best fight. I mean, it was, it was CG, but they got to do some cool stuff with it, like having her charge through whale bones. Mm-hmm. I was happy about that. I'm so glad the whale bones came about. Yeah. Because they mentioned them at the beginning, and I'm like... I hope these are, like, used later in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and they were, as a set dressing. Um, I don't know. Like, I I generally like the core, like, set of characters we had. Bishop was here. Yeah, he was Mr. <laughs> Wayland, and he died, right? I'm pretty sure he died. He, well, the whole thing exploded, so he should yeah, have died. Yeah, he's, he's dead as heck. But I'm trying to figure out how... Because his character in Alien 3 was the guy who made the robots. And this is kind of in far in the future, at least a few hundred years in the future. Um, sci-fi stuff. 
Like, so yeah, I don't know where right. this Wayland came from. Was he was, was the one in the future a clone, or was it like an ancestor or, or a descendant? I made, I made the same mistake earlier. I mean, they cover this in uh no, that never mind. Ignore that. Um, that's you know sci-fi stuff. They wanted to bring back the actor for a yeah. cool role, which was fine with me. Yeah. Um. I liked Sebastian, but that's just probably because I thought he was cute. He, and also, he was cute. He was a professor. He so was. Like a, he, he was, was good. Linguistics, like he and he was solid. Like he was legitimately scared of everything that was happening. Yeah. But also, and he had like, different ideas than Lex, but they they had mm-hmm. they had real conversations with one another about how to proceed, and and then like his side of things didn't matter anymore when he got captured by the xenomorph like right exactly like all of a sudden he was just gone and what i really like what they did with him we kind of talked about this a little bit during the movie but it, up in this series so far they have like every movie of in the alien franchise features somebody who has a chest burster inside of them for some time gestating um and every movie there's like a question posed of like, should I just kill myself now or be killed now before this chest burster bursts out of me? Maybe it won't stop it, but it's probably going to be really painful. And I would rather just get shot now when I'm before I have to go through that. And this is the first time that that idea has been delivered upon. And it was with Sebastian. He was struggling. You could tell he was about to die, that that chest burster was coming out any second. And Lex went through with it. And she... And it, she, used a gun, which she, we, she was very much against Yeah, the she whole did not movie. want to use a gun. There was one bullet in the gun, and she used it one time to kill Sebastian. And yes, of course, you, you called... Her, how her. <laughs> i need to know how in the world of all worlds that you asking what other character traits does lana have and i'm like she doesn't like guns blah 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 i just said that because i'm like she because she had a traumatic experience yeah. well i also like that you said that and what i was part of what i was trying to tease out is that like that's part of the reason that the predator didn't see her as a threat as much like she was not armed with a with a firearm, and had she been, she mm-hmm. she may have been just killed outright. Yeah. Well, she uh, and then she had the 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 gun too. Yeah, the predator uh, at some gun. Point. The, the predator gun. gun. Afterwards, mm-hmm. where they where we establish that she doesn't like guns. Yeah. And Mr. Bishop, I don't know his Wayland. Wayland, yeah. <laughs> Uh, is like, we need to get this back for research purposes. Yeah. And she's like, fine, I'll carry it. Mm-hmm. Because he was old and sick and dying. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how, like, it was, it went by really quick. This movie it went by very quickly. It, it's, to maybe, be fair, we had some issues. Setup? What? Like, maybe there was too much setup because, like, I feel like I wanted to see more of Rousseau and I wanted to see more mm-hmm. of, like, the characters kind of got split up by the pyramid at some point. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like their separate scenes were all, s- like, flashed so quickly because they had to get <laughs> to the next set of characters that 
we never got an opportunity to really get to know any of them until yeah. until like all that was left was Lex and Sebastian, and then we got a little bit more out of them before Sebastian was taken away. And then Lex, and then it was Lex and the Predator, Predator, and that was like the last act of the movie, and it it was phenomenal. It was, it was cool, phenomenal, but you know, like we think about I don't I don't I didn't look at timestamps on this one, but we think about the other Alien movies, and nothing, no deaths occur for the first half of it. And I'm not sure if that's true for this one, but nothing really happened for the first half of it. <laughs> no, there's like a lot of just like people talking and going into the pyramid mm-hmm. and just like there's tension between the group because it's researchers versus like muscle guns. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. And then they decide to pick up the guns and then bad things happen. Yeah. So, yeah. It, I, I know we joked a little bit that, that Lana slash Lex is just a Ripley. Yeah. Um, But she kind of is. is, But she's also different than Ripley. She's a lot um, more outspoken. Mm -hmm. She's a much more of a leader very quickly because like she is put in the leadership role, even though no one still listens to her. Exactly. That's like she's she isn't Ripley, but she does fit the Ripley trope from the game that we played on a on a previous episode. (laughs) Yes, she is the Ripley of this movie because she knows how to survive. She knows what to do, and nobody listens to her, and everybody Mm -hmm. dies, (laughs) and she lives. She's the and I like her. I actually like Lex a lot as a character. I did too. The little bit we get about her father. I liked Ripley on screen. Like, I, I, she was interesting to watch, but I like Lex as a person. Like, yeah, I like Lex as a person. She's very, like, logical and grounded mm-hmm. and realistic about a lot of things. Like, I, I, I kind of rolled my eyes at this, but when they were talking about choosing a side and the friend of my friend is my enemy, I'm yeah. like, yes, we all know, thanks. Yeah, yeah. there was <laughs> some like, there was some really cheesy stuff in here, but like, it kind of works, like, especially the part of this movie that stuck out to me in my memory more than any other part, and you, when it happened, you were like, that's so stupid. And it is stupid. <laughs> but it's right after Lana and the Predator become friends, Lex and the Predator become friends, <laughs> And the Predator starts to carve the, like, one of the Xenomorphs' corpses in order to fashion her a spear and a shield. And he demonstrates that the the shield is resistant to acid blood. He can't talk to her, but he, yeah. there's a scene where he, like, squeezes one of the fingers or whatever to put the acid on the alien's skull. And then it, it doesn't melt the skin on the alien, which makes sense. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then she has like a, a shield that's resistant to acid blood. And I thought that was a really cool armor up sequence. I thought it, it looks so stupid, but I loved it because it makes sense mm-hmm. for the relationship that they built in that moment. Yeah. And also I said, this is monster hunter. Yes. <laughs> this is monster hunter in real life. <laughs> and I loved it. Yeah. Like, in a situation where you're stuck in a pyramid, and you're working with an alien predator, and the predator gives you a st- the skull of your enemy as a shield because it's acid-resistant, you're not going to say no yeah. to that. I just wish that she actually used the shield. She, didn't she did really a little it. bit. I wish I wish that both of those weapons had seen a little bit more screen time, but she did use it in the fight against the queen because she was, like, underneath it stabbing it, and she was using the shield to... Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. It didn't, it didn't like... 
it, there wasn't like a cinematic shot of the acid like splashing off the shield or anything, mm-hmm. but like she was holding it up as she was underneath it. Okay, that's it. cool. I'm I'm okay with that. That's fine. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I just really enjoyed how Lex just stepped up from uh research leader expedition friend to uh uh xenomorph hunter yeah <laughs> very well quickly. i mean she wasn't a researcher her her skill the reason that she was tapped for the team is that she is a survivalist like she she was yeah. a, she was a guide for dangerous trips um and she's the best that's why right they got her because she said no. Yeah. She actually said no. She said no. And then the other people lay the worst guilt trip on her ever. She's like, you yeah. know what? I'm not doing this. This is stupid. You guys are being reckless. You're not going into this with the right mindset. I'm out. And then the other people on the team were like, well, we're in. And do you think we're like any more likely to survive with the number two pick? And she's like, oh, fine. And she's like, fine. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Guess what? You all still died except for her because you didn't listen. Because you didn't listen, dang it. And they didn't listen to Sebastian either when they said, no, don't pick up the guns. I was like, don't touch those. Yeah. I thought it was cool that those guns were specifically for the Predators to yeah. use. Yeah. I, they were like in a little lockbox. Yeah. Well, okay. And, and speaking of the the structure of the pyramid, we're not going to talk about how it changes its structure every ten minutes. Every ten that's minutes, silly. because it's October. So 10th. silly. <laughs> the most contrived thing. <laughs> we gotta separate these characters. How are we gonna do it? What if the pyramid changed every ten minutes because it's a hunting ground? And minutes, minutes that we use on Earth is obviously a galactic measurement of time. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> like, but anyway, um, the what we are going to talk about is the alien queen. Yes. Uh, it was chained up in, like, you don't see exactly what's happening at first, but there's this scene of it, like, spitting out an egg onto a little platform. And then you notice that the platform is a conveyor belt, and there's like sparks going and then you realize that the queen is like being shocked so that it will continue to produce eggs. Uh, yeah. And it's all like very like they have turned this living creature into part of a factory mm-hmm. and it's really gross. And it is the first time even even with the beautiful baby boy in Alien Resurrection, it is the first time that I have felt any sympathy for the aliens at all. Because yeah. despite the fact that they are like a, you know, just another race I'm of I'm sorry, creatures. wait, hold on. Hmm. How dare you refer to that alien from Alien Resurrection, baby boy? As I am so upset. Beautiful baby boy. <laughs> Oh, God. Because despite the fact that up until this point, they've been just another race and just kind of doing what they do, like, mm-hmm. what they do is incredibly hostile and lethal. And it's, I don't know that, like, morally where I stand, that outright eradication is the right call. But, like, if I was in that situation, if I was in Ripley's shoes, that would feel like the only thing that you can do. Cause it really is life or death on a, on a, galactic scale yeah um but in this like the predators have 
commodified that alien as well as human life uh-huh. because they use humans to create xenomorphs. And there's the point made that like humans have to be the sacrificial lambs so that they can create xenomorphs to hunt. But that doesn't really seem true either because they could very easily sacrifice their own predator kind, but they're not. Predators mm-hmm. are just kind of really nasty like er, like really messed up <laughs> yeah yeah i don't they're really like, cool so i forget about that a lot of the time uh-huh, because they're so they, cool <laughs> but they do a lot of really bad stuff yeah. to get to where they want and to to live their society how they want yeah and that's messed up let's yeah yeah <sighs> that poor queen the bo- okay, like, th- I really did feel bad for the queen, because literally, she was frozen, and then the pyramid woke up, so she woke up, mm-hmm. and immediately, the, the, the she, she had to, she was chained up, and had to make eggs, mm-hmm. and then at some point, she called back her babies to, to release her, mm-hmm. which was super cool, I was happy about that, yeah, and then she wanted to kill everything, yeah. of course. Because, you know, alien queen. Yeah. Um, and then that scene also reminds me of kind of the difference between CG and puppets in this movie. And they did use mm-hmm. both, um, at least as far as I could tell. Because, like, the scenes where, like, there was one xenomorph and it was fighting Lex, mm-hmm. that looked really good. That yes. looked incredibly good. It was very scary and slimy and... It was bad. Vicious. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the scenes where there were multiple xenomorphs. Well, no, the ones in the hallway, like when the predator was shooting at them, I don't really Mm -hmm. remember. But that that seemed good, too. They seemed CGI, but it was good, and it was fine. It it had definitely grown since since Alien 3 and since Resurrection. Uh Um, And, like... And what I will say is that the CG allowed them to do some cool stuff like that they couldn't really have done otherwise, such as the queen charging through the whale bones. Yeah, that was cool. It was and cool. because of the snow, like it wasn't as clear. So yeah. it looked it looked really cool. It Yeah, it looked fine. Like, I, I think that this really this movie really does kind of boil down a lot of the good stuff from a lot of the movies, but I think it also kind of boils it down a little bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. And just said, Hey, we're taking alien and predator and putting them in the same movie. Yeah. And without like expanding on a lot of what already exists. I don't know. I, this get, this movie does give us a lot more lore, like explicitly than anything else before. It tells us exactly what, what the predators are doing That's on true. earth and, like which and we having, were theorizing about <laughs> right and having that context like because i had watched this was the first alien or predator movie that i ever watched so part of my brain remembered some of this stuff and having that context like changes the way that the other movies look and feel when you watch them mm-hmm. um especially with yeah. the predators yeah i am um, i do have I, I did have one complaint uh, during this, uh, during this, which was some of the, 
And it's like an actual movie complaint. Mm-hmm. Is that some of the edits were didn't look so great mm-hmm. between the scenes? Like it, it, it like it looks like they cut stuff like right before hand to like save time. Yeah. Um, and you can tell, but then again, we get some of the cool action scenes and some of the cool shots. There's some very cool shots. Yeah. In this movie. Like, like when uh, the when when Lex was trapped under the water tower and the queen was like trying to dig out at her and you see mm-hmm. the shot from Lex's perspective up at the queen like looming over her and then there's like a little space to her right the queen's right where the there's just open sky and then we see the the predator jump and like we, there's just this moment of silence where the predator's in the sky jumping at her and then he lands on her with a spear. Yeah, that was super cool. Yeah. Uh, I really like the shot down the hallway with Lex after yeah. everyone died. Like, Sebastian... Or everyone was either died or she didn't know where they were. Mm-hmm. Like, Sebastian just got taken and she's walking through. And they just figured out their plan to, like, give their gun back. Give the gun back to the Predator and see if they can ally with it. Yeah. And she's just walking alone in this dark hallway with some light coming in. Yeah. And it just looked really good. It did. And it really solidified that feeling of loneliness. Mm-hmm. And then the Predator appears, and then the, the last act of the movie starts, and it's a fun ride from there. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that she got a quiet moment like that for herself. And it was it was shot in a way that, that made us feel what she was going through a little bit. I'd say that for what this movie is and what it does, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not the best alien or predator movie. Not by a long shot. It's no. it, like it is just kind of a silly, goofy. Like it's the it's premise kinda... the premise is what if the aliens and the predators fought one another? Ooh. It's it's, it's a money grab from two franchises. Kind of, yeah. But I, I, it still I is think okay. I, it's weird how easily the two universes slide into one another. It makes sense. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Well, um, like there was the 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 alien skull in Predator too. Yeah. Like sequel to Predator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I want to say like there were comics or something. Okay. Like there was a comic based off of the fact that these two ran into each other. Yeah. But, like, expanding it out into a movie. Yeah, like, Alien's pretty beloved. Predator, also. And they're both not... They're both sci-fi, you know? Yeah. And they do have touchstones. Mm -hmm. And they have very similar premises of, there's an alien, we need to... Everybody dies. It's trying to kill us. Yeah. Yeah, Let's kill it. And then somebody survives. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, structurally, they're very similar, which is... is, It's cool. Um, I... I just remembered my favorite, one of my very favorite parts of this movie. And that's reminding me of why this is the first one I watch because this movie is PG 13 and all the other movies Ah. that we've watched so far in these franchises are, are, and that is the part where Lex sees not, not the predator, (laughs) Ah. but one of the xenomorphs. And she says, you're one ugly. And then gets cut off. And it's a direct parallel to Danny Glover's line and, predator 2 yeah that was Um, fun it was very like i'm glad that there weren't a ton of a ton of nods and references 
Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't just Easter Egg City. I, w- I kind of would have liked a little more, I feel like. But mm-hmm. that one really landed, and I I liked it a lot. Yeah. It was more the tone that that was, like, the... the the use of a female protagonist yeah. who isn't listened to. Yeah. I know, like, partially it, we kind of made that up for us, but, like, that's exactly the energy that this movie gave off. It it necessarily had to have a new tone that neither franchise had done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's more of a standard action movie than a, than a horror movie, which... Yeah, like, although there are some scary moments. Yeah, there are, but it... You know, there's there's more action than suspense in this one because we yes. already know we already know what the alien is. We already know what the predator is, and we know the rules. We, for yeah, the most exactly. Part so them. it's just kind of a a wild ride of how are we going to get out of here and how are we going to save the world? You know, <laughs> and who's going to win? Who's going to win? It was Lex. Lex won. Everyone else died. Literally, everyone else died. Yeah. Yeah. Including Alien and Predator. Yeah. Lex won because she is a survivor. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, she has a PhD in Survivor, so... Yeah. Like, of course she was gonna win. <laughs> but... I studied at Cambridge. <laughs> learned, learned how to stay alive. i good, good at staying aliveness. Lex created parkour. Okay. Sure. <laughs> She she teaches a classic at Cambridge on parkour. Oh oh oh! I just brain blast. <laughs> okay. So in the first half, we talked about how when the bomb goes off in the pyramid, she like slides down the side of the pyramid on a piece of armor. Uh huh. <laughs> Instead, what happens is that she gets on a little toboggan with the predator, yeah. and the bomb goes off, and she gets like, propelled out of it. On the toboggan, which is incredibly close. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Also, I like how they're just friends at that point. Yeah, they're just buds. <laughs> like, they've saved each other more times now, and they're like, we gotta go. Yeah. We gotta get out. Well, that was a fun time. I I enjoyed watching it. Ray, would you, would you recommend watching Alien... <laughs> I do believe the ti- the title of the movie actually is AVP colon Alien versus Predator. Oh, that's so on my brand. That's my <laughs> branding right there. Would you recommend watching it to somebody who has never seen it before? I think no. this question is necessarily no. okay. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was already answering. <laughs> I was going to say I think this question is necessarily tied to like also a a relationship with the series up to this point. Yeah. If you haven't seen this series, either of these series, or at least one of them, don't watch this. Yeah. You will be very confused. <laughs> yeah. Because, like... I, we, I don't we, remember when I watched... This was the first one I watched, and when I watched it, I wasn't confused, but I also wasn't, like... I I didn't... I, I was just like, this is stupid. So, so we're watching our, this movie, right? And Joe and I go into it knowing, fully expecting most of the cast to die, so we didn't care about them, even yeah. though we would like to. Because this cast was actually one that I actually was, yeah. wanted to care about. Yeah. Um. But we knew, we knew that they were all gonna die, mm-hmm. and it was mostly gonna be alien versus predator action with the protagonist tagging along, which is exactly what it was. And so we weren't let down. <laughs> yeah. 
But that's because we're also in tune with both franchises. Right. Now. Right. I definitely enjoyed this movie a lot more with the context of the series up to this point. Yeah. Because we so, so far we have also still watched all of the Alien and Predator movies chronologically. I, I know. <laughs> so I'm still going to say no, and with that, that's going to end our foray into the Alien and Predator series forever. We're not going to... We might. We might do Prometheus. We, we might, might do Requiem. I, I'll say this, right? If we do any more of these movies, we have to do all of them. Like, if we do Prometheus, we've got to do Alien Covenant and AVP Requiem. What, were there witches? And The Predator and... The other Predator movie that the name escapes me right now. I think Guess there's what? five more. So, <laughs> Guess what? I'm going to say no. You and I are just going to watch Prometheus for our own sake. For, for kicks. <laughs> for fun. And maybe Requiem. I, I'm not ready to make that decision right now. It's going to be at least a few months before I think about this series. Oh, why at did least you, a few months. Why are months. you leaving the door open for the aliens to come in? Because it's been so important to this show. It's been like... seriously like okay let's do a quick retrospective we have for for whatever reason this series has this this show is like 12 percent an alien fan cast right now (laughs) i'll see you in space hell cowboy i don't know why that happened but it really it's something that mock footage the entity of mock footage has latched on to Mock so footage. I can't just say, it. no, we're never doing it. Because, you know, maybe the whims of fate will take us that way. We've had some good bits come out of the, the franchises. Like, yeah. I still want a shirt that says, see you in space, Hell Cowboy. I still I want really a shirt that, that says, boy delivery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Zero. Yeah. Good boy, Zero Sum. Like, none of these things will make sense if you're not here <laughs> with us on this journey. So, but also, good goodness gracious, it feels good to be done for right now. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you, Ray, so much for watching this movie. You know people should not watch this movie. Oh, yeah, no. Um, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie like that. <laughs> All right. Okay. No, no, don't watch this. Mm, leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Okay. Um. Thank you so much for uh, to Sigourney Weaver for being an alien. <laughs> thank you so much to Chongo for the use of the song "Hat of Serenity" off of his album Hat Shop. You can find that on Bandcamp. Thank you so much to Haley Rose for doing the introduction to this uh, alien. Predator fan cast. Uh, and thank you to Ross Jerson for making the cover art. Might have to update that with like the skull of an alien somewhere, <laughs> maybe on a mantle. Uh, and finally, thank you so much to Lunar Light Studio for hosting mock footage. One day we're going to launch the Lunar Light ship and, and see space. And see and space, and we're going to go kill all the predators. Because <laughs> they're a bad. They're, they're bad. bad. You can reach out to us, listener, on Twitter, at MockFootage, and you can follow us there to find episode updates and other news, if it's ever pertinent. And you can also reach us by email, mockfootage at gmail.com. Find us there and send us a note with with uh, whatever whatever is on your mind, and let us know what you think of the show. All the, all the good stuff, you know. If you enjoyed the show... 
if you're still listening now, please take a moment to head over to iTunes.com or Pinecast to leave us some feedback. You can leave us a five-star review. Uh, would be much appreciated, but even more appreciated is your thoughts in general. Um, rated anybody? Has anybody reached out to us in the in the past little while here? Yeah, I found something on iTunes. I haven't checked Pinecast yet, right. but let me... Let me let, tell you about the beanbagologist and the review for us. Okay. Uh, they leave us a five-star review. Thank you so much. Uh, and say, top-tier movie podcast. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, packed to the brim with chill vibes, friendship, and great humor. I even listen to the horror movie episodes, which is saying something because I work alone at night and I'm easily spooked. This podcast is a super fun and worthwhile listen. I love everything about it. And I've learned a lot about the actual plots of movies that I've never seen. Their commitment to not swearing is also really charming and sometimes makes it even funnier than it would have been otherwise. (laughs) It still would have been very funny. Um, I'm going to wreck this to my mom for sure at the very least. Hilarious and kind with a very, very good energy. Yay! Uh, thank you so much, Beanbagologist. Thank you, Beanbagologist. And thank you so much for the work that you do, working the midnight oil, working late into the night to so that we can learn more about beanbags and where they come from and all that stuff. I really appreciate the work that you do. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. This is this is a hopeful thank you to Beanbagologist's mom. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> um, and like Beanbagologist is doing, if you like the show, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your grandma. We only grow by word of mouth, um, and we have been growing, and that's all thanks to you. So you've you've been a really wonderful uh community for us so far and we hope you keep up all the great work appreciate you big hearts big hearts uh ray what's your favorite line from alien versus predator avp um my favorite line from avp alien versus predator is wow nothing was memorable yeah Literally nothing was memorable because they were all just kind of talking. Uh. What about the growl that the predator does? The chittering noise? Yeah. Go for it. (laughs) I'll edit it in. (laughs) (laughs) Did that work? That was perfect. Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Hey, Kyla. Yeah, Marty. What's your favorite scary movie? Well, that's an excellent question. You can find the answer to that if you listen to our podcast, Netflix and Kill. If you're a horror fan, you can hear us go through all the horror films on Netflix, good and bad. Find out which ones are worth watching. If you're a horror newcomer, don't be scared off. We go through the rubs and definitely make some jokes. So we hope you check us out. You can find our podcast at LunarLightStudio.com or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes out every other Tuesday. May your nightmares be plentiful. plentiful.